Alright boys, it's time for another great episode of the Gab Podcast. Are we all ready to... G- okay, wait a sec. Something feels off. Where the hell has Josh been? Um, I think he's been watching Eurocam. Son of a... Bi- really? God, I can't believe that stupid... You, you know what, I just can't stand. Hold on, I'm gonna go get him. I'll be right back. You hang tight, guys. Bro, bro, fight the power! Ah, son of a bitch! You didn't have to punch me so hard. I was just watching my show. Bro, bro, fight the power, bitch! Well, hello! Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion X, and welcome to what is sure to be a side-splitting episode of The Gap. <clears throat> With me, I have my co-host, Shane. He likes to punch people. Yeah, and- did, did, did you see that fucking punch? Like, I actually hurt yeah. my hand doing that. Yeah, hurt yeah my it's all, fu- it's all fucked now. Yeah, yeah Josh, Josh let me uh, see him grit those teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, with oh, me, oh, I also... <laughs> I also have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing good. I mean, I didn't realize that I would wake up to such violence, but <laughs> apparently uh, that was the only way to get Josh to stop watching Eurocamp for the 4,000th fucking time and get on this podcast. Yeah, can we talk about the fact that he watches it every two months? Bi-monthly. He watches hey, it six times bi-monthly. a year. It's a good show. But is it? So is so is Bebop, but I don't do that. that. With with, uh, with me, I also with us, we also have our Euro Euro camp one watching friend, uh, Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? Good. You know, it's good to be back after four months. Yeah, four months. The we last episode Euro- he was on was fucking the Familiar of Zero, which was like May. I'm pretty sure yeah. I rewatched Eurocamp two times. You know, process I mean, absence. I mean, four divided by two is indeed two, so. Good times, you know, my face. Fair, fair. You know, my face hurts a lot after getting it punched in, but, you know. I'm sorry for caving the face in. I'm choking on Mountain Dew. Fuck. God, Spencer, stop. How do you choke on Mountain Dew? If he drinks it too fast like a silly bitch. It goes down the wrong pipe, dude. How many pipes oh. are in your esophagus? Two, technically, you have your esophagus and you have the one that isn't the esophagus. Your fucking trachea, or whatever it's called, I don't know. <coughs> I'm good. Wow. Oh. I'm good. We we have a good show planned for you all today. Oh, clearly. Uh, we, got, we got some uh, simulcasts to talk about. Final. This is our final simulcast discussion for the season before the season wraps <laughs> up. Uh, we have a... Uh, we have some small pieces of news, nothing too major. It was kind of dead for news this past this past couple weeks, uh, but we still got some to talk about. And of course, we have our featured anime of the podcast, which, if you couldn't tell from the from the from uh, Shane punching Josh in the face, I it, the art we are covering Tengen Tapa Guren Lagan. Guren Lagan. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be a jolly all good time. Uh, so let's uh, jump right into simulcasts. Uh, 
Uh, is there any? This is our last major simulcast discussion before the uh, uh, end of season awards that we give out, uh, which will be next podcast. Uh, so, is there anything? So, is there any thing that anyone wants to mention about uh, any simulcast? Spencer, is there anything you want to say? Matthew, I think I'm glad you asked. I think Spencer has the same thing that most of us want to talk about. Hey, look at my name on Discord. Uh, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me we'll get this in here. This. Yeah, look at this fucking Sugawara is a hoe. You're right, Spencer. Well, let's talk about this bitch-ass blonde bimbo motherfucker. <laughs> oh, let's, let's my talk God. about this. This dumbass fucking bullshit. I'm in love with a pedophile. Fucking confusion. Listen, listen. Whole ass motherfucker. She's not in love with him. She's 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 controlled by him because of years of abuse. Everyone calm down. (laughs) What show is this? This is Old Maidens in your savage season. I'm going to talk about Old Maidens. Uh, We all want to talk about Old Maidens because Spencer and I caught up. We're caught up. Matt did too. Um, so this show's amazing. Yeah, show's great. Um, remember when I came on the first podcast this season, I was like, you know what? I don't know how to feel about it. I was pretty mixed on that pilot. I I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, go back like three months and shoot that man in the fucking face because he's an idiot. (laughs) He's a fucking moron. This goes great. Uh, the show might uh, might have best writing of the year because honestly, (laughs) these characters are so goddamn well written. It's it's kind of it reminds me a lot of like Bunny Girl in that it's it's written like people are are speaking instead of anime characters. Fucking Mari Okada is a fucking genius. Every time she shows, every time she writes something, it's always great. Always always great, and it's fuck. I like this everything about like she wrote the manga for this too. Uh, so the, uh, and I. I love ever I I've loved everything about this show ever since it started, but it's just it's just gotten better. Like it just it, it just consist it is consistently gotten better as mm-hmm. it's gone on. Mm-hmm. And some of the most recent episodes, you 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 think that you know where the show's going? You uh, d- y'all don't have no, no idea where the no show idea. goes. No. Yeah, you think it's, that that since this character finally has what she wants and she's happy. That it's going to be a different show. Nope. <laughs> Nobody can be happy. While she's <laughs> off searching for lingerie on the internet, her new boyfriend is getting forcibly made to grab a somebody's ass mm-hmm. on the train. Yeah. And and then she's like, "LOL, you're you're saying no, but your body's saying yes." And he's like, "God, I feel terrible." There was that one line where she she was going on the other train after he basically told her, no, bitch, I love Kazusa, leave me alone. She was like, you were pretty hard, though. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a fucking sec here. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> When did bitch. you touch him there? When did this happen? <laughs> okay, bitch. Like, get your hands off my willy. Get you wrap your wrap your willy wrap your goddamn oh, willy kids unless unless you want to end up preggers like Jujo did. Willie's re- Willie's real weird wheel. There we go. Yeah, Willie's real Fuck weird him. wheel. Fuck yes. Him. 
fucking I I I, I just feel a sense of accomplishment because I've been telling Shane and Spencer to catch up with O Maiden since the start of the season. Listen, okay. And like like I said, I came on at the beginning of the season, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then just this past week, Spencer was catching up, and I've j I was just like backseat watching him watch the show, and I was like, Yeah, okay, it's the show I wanted it to be. I'm actually gonna fucking get on this shit. And here I am, as of this recording, ten episodes in. <laughs> It's really good. Uh, I get a bit too into it. Yeah. Me, um, I mean, okay, me all too. All of us do. Yeah. Let's be real. Uh, when I was watching episode eight, and you know, you know. Yes, I, I fucking, know. I was at home, so I was screaming when that happened. <laughs> I was like, yes, you get it, girl. You get it. And I was I was waiting when fucking um, Izumi talks to Kazusa. I was like, Fucking getting her shadow, bitch! Just step in her shadow, and then he takes that one giant step into her shadow, and I was like, "Yeah!" I'm like, "You, you did, did it. do it! You did it!" Uh, Finally, I, this show is great. Uh, this show's fucking great. We still have two episodes left, and I have actually no idea where it's. I have going. no idea how this is gonna end because honestly, know. like once episode I eight mean, hit, I yeah. it gave me the same feeling. That you and I were talking about with Clan Ad. It's like, not very many shows show what happened after the relationship is formed. And this is one of those. Like, okay, they're they're together now. Now what? They gotta fuck by the end. Yeah. Like, they, like, they, like, the, like, like this, this gotta and that's happen. not like a joke, that's not like a joke either from the way the show's developed. They gotta fuck. Like, they like, gotta fuck so that they can assert their relationship and that Sugawara the hoe bag can, you know, hop the fuck off this dick. She needs um, What she gotta do is what? what okay, this is what's gonna happen. Fucking Sugawara is probably is pro probably gonna realize that. Wait a minute, I'm being a bitch, and then she's gonna try, and then she's gonna. The rest of her arc is going to fucking try to be her overcoming her own fucking insecurities with the Mr. Creepy McBag, yeah, the Mr. fucking pedophile. Mr. Weird Pedophile Stagecoach, who just wants to fondle little girls because they're unpredictable. They're unpredictable yeah, and they're pure. And Unlike you, who on, is boring. I love if she I, moves on anymore, then she's going to lose her girlish charm, and he won't think she's cool anymore, and but, she's I, starting to panic. But she, she, she needs that fucking assertion, dude. She needs that in her life, or she doesn't know how to be. Yeah, because she, then, because her abuser still has control over her life. That need, She needs to let him go. Let him go, and then... The this the character we've been talking about yet, but fucking Momochin. Oh, oh, she's, she's fucking, a sweetheart. I was like the entire time. Bitter. I was like, bitch, just say you like girls, just do it. And then she confesses to Suga over the phone, and I was like, you did it. <laughs> and Suga's just like, I don't know how to. Like, what the know. fuck? I what do I say? To how to react? Uh, I, I honestly don't know what to do. I'm just gonna break down in the middle of the street. In the middle uh, of this weird back alley district. Back alley district, okay. and like, I'm sad now. And then Hongo, Hongo gets her, her <laughs> moment where she can finally be like, I'm gonna have sex with my professor. Oh, and I'm gonna but here's the it. thing Hongo realizes that what she's doing is fucking wrong. Super wrong. <laughs> Extremely wrong. Like, borderline <laughs> rape. 
and y'all are scaring me here here. i'm sorry this is a really good show that tackles some really fucked up topics and the (laughs) professor is just like i'm no i don't i'm no and he's like he's like because he could have straight up been a hoe as well and just been like yeah bitch you're trying to fucking rape me that's disgusting but he's like she's just a kid i <laughs> she's I, just a kid who has no idea what she's doing like just let so, her down gently let her down gently and he does it and i'm like wow this this guy he does actually... it in the most g way possible he's True. like no it's not you it's me it's me i'm a coward it's my fault don't worry about it here hug it out and then hug it out cry then, go take a shower go take a shower i'll i'll bring you back don't worry about it. and then uh sona sona oh my god what's her? sona zaki sona, sona zaki is one of my favorite fucking characters in this show i love her so much and i love her fu- she's <laughs> fucking her uh, her fucking relationship is adorable Bruh, amagi is a g <laughs> amagi is like the best character in this show because <laughs> From the first episode where he's like, I think you're pretty cool. And she's like, shut the fuck up, loser. To episode <laughs> eight. Man. Till episode eight where it, it gets turned, it gets flipped on its head. Where then Sonazaki's the one who's confessing to him in front of a crowd of all things. And it's like, man, you've come so far. I'm so proud of you. And then, and then Amaki's just kind of like, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> Holy crap, I have a girlfriend again. Shit. Fucking. Fucking. Fucking oh him just just him fucking like like fist pumping the air and going yes Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! I'm like Fuck it. dude yeah Amagi brilliant part you, you, <laughs> you did it Fuck and then you know Juju got knocked up yeah, yeah and Juju got, got knocked up and that's how the episode ends and then so uh, we we get another episode today and we see what happens afterwards like. I, I'm hyped. Uh, like, okay, the- I, I said this to Matt. I said this to Matt. I'm like, you know what? Jujo at first seems like the very cliche bad bitch type character. But as mm-hmm. the as the show, as the course of show goes on, you can very clearly see that she actually cares about Sonazaki and wants to be her friend. And she's not mm-hmm. like the other bitches in her class that just make fun of her and fucking trample all over her. And yeah. then she gets knocked up, dude. Yeah, and fucking... She don't have fucking- a baby. <laughs> And what I find funny and what I find interesting is that you expect like her when you when she's talking about her boyfriend, you expect her, him to be like this like fucking just stud of a human being because well, like uh, this fucking... disgusting fuckboy. He is the most yeah. generic looking dweeb man I've ever seen. It, it, put to it, paper. It, 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 yeah, it, it looks it look he looks like just a normal dude. He's just a normal dude. He'd pull off the streets like, hey, I work a nine to five job in this fucking office building. Yeah, and Jujo's just like. God, isn't he fucking the coolest? <laughs> and then, and but just the fact that he's not some like super like like vain, self conceited guy, and he's just like, "Hi, it's nice <laughs> to meet you, Sonazaki. I'm her boyfriend." And um, then she's like, and then fucking Juju's going on about how like hot and cool he is, and he's like, "I, I don't, I wouldn't go that I'm, far." Yeah. I'm like, so he's super wow. modest too, and it's like, aw. I, I it makes you respect Jujo because you're like, Jujo actually like has good taste in yeah, men. Yeah, she actually and picked a good also, man. It's also really interesting how this show for both genders is like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. No. However, some people are straight up fuckboys and mm-hmm, fuckgirls mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. don't mess with them. 
like don't like, like don't that, judge people based on their appearance, but at the same time be cautious because you never like, know. Like that motherfucker that's messing with my Momo chin. Don't oh, dare. oh, fucking God. Sugimoto. Sugimoto, red hair, fucking green looking motherfucker. Fucking that fucking, fucking dickhead. That, dickhead. that guy was at, okay, but you meet him at first, it's like, all right, all right, he's, like he's not so bad. He looks like he genuinely cares for Momo, and then as it goes on, he just turns more into more and more of a fuckboy. Uh, like a thirst boy. But dude, fucking, I was re when I was watching, I mean, it actually stuff was expensive. Fucking, like, yeah. when he was talking about the father shit, I'm pretty sure he was talking about the kink. Like, because fucking, if you pay attention to the text, Shane, he fucking did, like, the fucking squirt emoji with one of them. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was talking about that. Like, he oh, said, oh, yeah, on. you don't have a father, squirt emoji. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, well, <laughs> he says, oh, you don't have two fathers. And I'm like, <laughs> and at first, I'm like, is he implying that, like, she has two moms? And then I'm like, no, no, she's implying that he's implying that she does. She has a regular dad, but she doesn't have a sex dad. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, you are fucking gross. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got a couple friends with the same position. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean, dude? <laughs> and, then, and then like grabs her by the arm and she's like, get off me. And I'm like, yeah, Momo Chin. Yeah. You like girls. Assert your Just dominance over it. the male gender. Just admit it. And then she does. And she calls she up Sugawara and she's like, Miss Sugawara, I think I'm in love with you. Oh, shit. I have shit. a feeling the show is either going to end like really happy or nobody happy. It's going no to have a clan, Ed. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> dies. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just drops dead. Fucking, uh, fucking, and there's no, no fucking to. girl in the illusionary world to reset everything. <laughs> so it's they're just, actually going to be a fucking epilogue, okay. and uh, fucking Izumi and Kazuza are going to be in jail because they had sex <laughs> on a train. Um, <laughs> they had sex fucking, on the train. You, you know, what? I can see that happening because Izumi's got a fucking the train fucking fetish. Train fetish. Um, He's got like fucking, a fucking train fetish. Yeah. <laughs> Sugawara is gonna finally get past her abusive uh, love for her pedophile teacher. Yes, but it's but it's not gonna be too much, and she's gonna actually die of the illness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, Sonazaki is she's gonna be fine. She's gonna be she, great. Yeah, the, the, she's her, the most her stable character in the fucking show. Yeah, her and will be fine. It's, it's, it's gonna and be then, all right. And then Momo Chin is gonna be fucking confused. For the rest Momo of her life. Chin is just gonna wander out into like a field somewhere and never come back. Never come back. It's like I need to find. <laughs> Some myself. say she's still walking into that field to this, <laughs> to this day. day. Yeah. And then Hongo's gonna go to fucking juvie for trying to fuck her teacher. <laughs> I fucking fucking th yeah. This show's great. Yeah, this show's, uh, yeah, this show's fucking great. incredible. The show's real good, and I'm really excited to see where it goes more. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I don't. That's all I, I want to talk about. I actually, I want to talk about Fire Force. Very uh, briefly? Very briefly. Yeah. Um, My stars! So, uh, My Fire stars. Force, Fire Force has gotten really good. Rekka a bitch. Rekka a bitch, but now he a dead bitch, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, so fucking, who cares? He, he got fucking, he got fucking yeeted? He got sniped. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
I don't actually know if I talked about this last podcast, probably not. Um, but fucking thermo acoustics is like the coolest thing in the world. Okay, go off, go off. <laughs> so it's an actual scientific thing. Uh, basically, there's a character in Company One who is, I believe his name is Flan, something Flan. Um, something along those lines. And he talks in redundancies, and it breaks Matthew's brain. Right, Matt? Uh, yeah. I was, Matt was getting caught up, and he kept on stopping and going, what the fuck is he saying? I don't get it. He's just talking in fucking onomatopoeia. This ass is a good ass, and I beat this ass. Yeah, this I ass is a fine ass, and I beat this ass, so this ass won't get in the way of my ass. My ass. Yeah, talks <laughs> like that. But I, every time I, every time he speaks, I actually have to fucking like pause my fucking uh, the vid. I have to pause the episode because feel I have to, like, to feel wrap free my... to go. Feel free to feel free to go along, kids. Yeah. Yes. I, I have I have to fucking stop the episode so I can wrap my head around what the fuck he just said. Because every time he speaks, I'm like, I, I, I do like a fucking, my brain like explode, like fucking melts trying to figure your brain, out. Your like, brain, like, it's like when you, you're you driving fucking stick and like you stall. It's like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Gotta and get the, it back in gear. Joke's on you. You imply that I drive stick. Well, no, uh, no one drives stick. Alex does. Well, he's a fucking idiot. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> also, uh, I do um, not. Yeah, but any in any case, any case, he has um, a a musical instrument that basically he carries with him, and his uh, third generation pyrokinesis is thermoacoustics. <sighs> Everything makes gives off a heat signature, even musical notes, even music does. So when he rings his bell, he turns the sound waves. And uses their heat signature uh, to pull the, the heat inside of his instrument. He then uses the actual thermokinesis to lower the temperature of the heat until it becomes ice. And then he can use his instrument to uh, send ice bolts or freeze things or create like a AOE of ice. And it was so cool that... This show continues to come up with really interesting ways to show off that, you know, it's not just, oh, my feet are on fire. Oh, I can control fire. Oh, I have a plasma sword. It's like really actually genuinely interesting things. And I thought that was really cool. And he shows up. But the big thing is, who are the evangelists? And what do they want? I mean, you've read the manga. So. I've read the manga. I, I, I know what they want. So you fucking the evangelists, know. The evangelists want to take over the world. They want to take over the world and bring it back to the great flame of fire. The great they, fire. They, they, to, to put it super, super loosely, they actually just straight up want to make a second sun. Like they want to Turn the earth into a sun. Why not? They, they literally want to see the world burn. Joke's um, on you. They could just turn Jupiter into a sun because it would be easier because of how big the fucking thing is. And also how much so, like, gas is in the atmosphere. So almost, yeah. almost like, so confirmed Evangelist is a moron. <laughs> confirmed. Zero who out is, of ten. Who is, who is more of a moron? 
the evangelists for not going to Jupiter, or Arthur for getting oh, fucking lost. Fucking Arthur! Like, this motherfucker. You know what? I said that when that episode aired where he was like, whoops, wrong hand. And everyone's like, you oh, know man. what? That's kind of funny. Like, they can make that funny. No, he's just an actual fucking idiot. He wanders off into the fucking desert and they have to file a police report. The fucking. <laughs> they have to file a missing got- persons report because he just he- wandered off. Because he was trying to find Rekka. Like, what the fuck? Is this motherfucker Zoro? <laughs> This man, not even Zoro's that bad. Like, fucking, what do you... T- <sighs> Did they have to file a missing person's Arthur report for Arthur kind Zorro? of annoys me. Arthur annoys me. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I, I, I liked him at first, but he, it's been the same shtick since, like, the, his introduction, and he has not changed he's, he's It's gotten to the point where he's just super redundant, and the redundancy isn't funny anymore. So, <laughs> he, he's just a fucking idiot, and he actually irks me. Like, how could he be that fucking stupid? Fuck it. But in any case, I think we're probably done here. Yeah, yep. uh, Josh. Hi, you're yes. here. What have you been watching yeah, in terms here. of simulcasts? Wow, it feels nice to finally talk with you guys again, because I want to talk about my favorite show, Dr. Stone. Yes, let's talk about hey, Dr. Yeah. Stone. Hey. This show is absolutely amazing. On a, okay, While honestly, it Josh... If I'm if I'm being perfectly real with you here, I might be at the point where I think Doctor Stone is better than Fire Force now. It definitely seems like it's listen. better written than Fire Force. Yeah, oh, hundred oh, percent. Doctor Stone, Stone lacks in a fair few things, but it makes up so much of that for its character writing and mm-hmm. its story. The ca- character writing because is the like the core of the in, show. The characters in Doctor Stone are so well fleshed out and well developed that they just all work so well together and every new character they add you're like who's this i like this person i like i like the dynamic they add to the group the best example is when they added chrome and kohawk because those two are some chrome is such an amazing character to the show and he's the perfect companion to senku okay i know i know I'm not sure if Spencer's fully caught up, but I know Matt I'm isn't caught up. No, Matt isn't caught up. So I'm behind okay. like eight episodes. Yeah. So. Okay. So there's a character. Uh, the, the, Senku finds a village. That's the next arc. Is the village arc, and he finds a guy named Chrome, who's basically Senku without any of like the super out there scientific intelligence. Knowledge. Like it's like it's like if Senku. But if he was just, like, an innocent kid who just really liked the concept of science without knowing what science was. He was yeah, just really curious of the world. He thinks he's doing magic. Yeah, he, th- he thinks he's a magician. And... No, he thinks it's sorcery. Yeah, he's, sorcery. he's a sorcerer. But, magician. um, Chrome is as basically soon... just a way better taiju. <laughs> but as soon oh, no. as Denku explains the everything about science and what happened to the world... Chrome breaks down in tears. You just like you so... see the light bulb go off in his head, and he's like, "It all makes sense now." <laughs> and Chrome is just instantly accepts the fact that science is what he's been doing, and he changes his profession from a sorcerer to a sciencer. Also, also he has a I hammer. Will... Also, straight up, I'm gonna say this. I don't care if you agree or not, but uh, Chrome and Kohaku are. Better than Taiju and Zuya. 100%. Yeah, One, 10 billion percent agree there. Kohaku is currently this season's best girl, dude. Oh, honestly, Chrome? Kohaku might be my waifu of the year. 
if Chrome, I'm being completely honest. Chrome is genuinely one of the best characters of this season. Like, I love Senku, but Senku is, you know, the genius who wants to save people. Chrome is a person who was raised in this world who is actually going through this stuff for the first time. And you see that, and it's really good. And Dr. Stone is better than Fire Force from everything but a technical from a, standpoint. From a pure writing perspective, Dr. Stone beats Fire Force hands down. I also mm. want to talk about how accurate everything they do in Dr. Stone is. Well, yeah, because the author, the, like, the is, mangaka, actually did his research. Like, this is all accurate down to the dot. Well, it would be it would be kind of and a shame if a, a, a show all about science wasn't scientifically accurate and they just made shit up. But apart from that, the only other thing I'm watching is Demon Slayer, and we all know how much we love Yeah, we've talked to death about Demon Slayer lately. Demon Slayer. (laughs) Which just got confirmed, uh, dub airs next month on Toonami. Yeah. Which I don't know if we're covering that news or not, sorry. (laughs) No, we're not. Okay, well, there you go. I I do not cover release date of fucking Premier Date announcements, because because that's half the news. Yeah. On, like, that they guess comes out, and we would be here forever. We'd be here for eight hours. Yeah, so so no, we're not doing that. But I think we're pretty much done. I think we talked about quite a bit. Speaking of news, I think it's time to get into the news, Matt. Yeah, I think it is time nice to get transition. into the news. Yes, uh, we have three pieces of news, uh, mostly announcements or delays. So it's just so just random. Sh- so just a uh, little, just a couple of uh, tidbits of info. Um, our first our first story is about Gen Urobuchi. Um, we haven't had, uh, Geno Abuchi is one of the top tier anime, anime writers working today. He has written stuff for, he's stuff written Madoka Magica, Psychopath, Spell from Paradise. Uh, he worked on, uh, he's worked on Fate with Fate Zero. Uh, he did, some, he, he also did the Godzilla anime trilogy on Netflix. He did the Thunderbolt fan, he did Thunderbolt Fantasy, uh, pretty much. If if, if you if you if you if Gano Ibushi's on it, you can expect some sort of quality quality storytelling. Well, we know what well, Gano Ibushi has said that he is now working on a new uh, something new, and he has and uh, so here is the article. Nitro Plus president and executive producer Gigi Taru revealed it on his Twitter account on Wednesday that writer Gento Urobuchi is working on the scenario for a new hardcore mecha work, tentatively titled Project O. The post did not reveal the format of the new of the new work. Gigi Taru also revealed that a new generation of younger developers are blah 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 working on new stuff. So Gento Urobuchi is working on something new. So he's writing um, a mecha. Yeah. He's yeah. writing a mecha. This is not the first time he's written a mecha. He's worked on mecha before. He worked on Aldino Zero, but he only wrote the first episode of that. Um, and you can clearly tell because the first episode is better written than everything else in that show. So it's so. But he's next. His next thing is a is a hardcore is a hardcore mecha. Now, if you're now in the mecha fandom, there is two different kinds of mech mech shows. You got you got a uh, super robot and hard robot. Um, uh, Super Robot is stuff like Darling in the Franks, Evangelion, uh, Gurren Lagan, Gurren Lagan, Hard Mecha, which is the one here, is Gundam stuff. Gundam, Big O, more real, basically yes. more realistic mech, more realistic, politically based, uh, uh, uh like harder sci-fi style mecha shows. So, so Genro Bucci. 
And Aldenor Zero was kind of a mix of the two, but he leaned more hard. So it's not surprised that he's going for a more hardcore mecha. But it's nice. I will. I would love. I would love to see like a harder, more gritty, realistic mecha nowadays. We don't get enough of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the lat, like the lat, like the only true like like hard robot or real robot shows we get is Gundam nowadays. And even then, Gundam now involves like fucking like robots moving at the speed of sound. So I don't think yeah. that's. Uh, so I so I would love to see like something like that. Uh, I just uh, and I hope Genuabuchi and I hope Genuabuchi still has it because he's been working on puppets for the past. Uh, to be fair, those puppets are incredible. <laughs> those puppets look amazing, and they fucking it's great. Thunderbolt Fantasy is fucking amazing. If you when, haven't seen when it. we cover in Thunderbolt Fantasy on the show, uh, I mean, it, it's technically it is technically an anime, so like yeah, it's, it's on the randomizer is it, too. Is it technically because they film it with live like actual cameras? Does that mean like it's puppetry is like that weird like is a weird like fucking like Thunderbolt Fantasy is also absolutely ridiculous. Thunderbolt Fantasy is just Dark Crystal with samurai. It's bonkers. It's it, it's it's absolutely bonkers. It's Thunderbolt great. Fantasy is a Japanese Taiwanese glove puppetry television series created and written by Gen Urobuchi. I mean, it's on Mal. It's on Mal. I'm pretty sure it's on the randomizer. I'm gonna check real quick. So I'm pretty sure it's considered anime. It's considered anime only because I'm pretty sure that fucking Gen Urobuchi and Hiroki Sawano work on it. Uh. Is that it's a weird middle ground where I'm not exactly sure if it's anime or not. Like I'm really, honestly, not sure. I'm I'm thinking that it might not. not. mm, It's not on the randomizer. Ooh. Well, I mean, Uh, I guess we'll 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 talk about. We'll talk up. We'll uh. We'll we'll debate this later. (laughs) Um. Uh. Uh, with that, we also need to uh, talk about two delays that have happened. Uh, this is like next to piece of news are connected because they're both delays. Uh, the first, and they're both uh, fil- they're also they're both highly anticipated films uh, for the from uh, for two popular anime for the past couple of years. Uh, first one is one that I think we suspected is Violet Evergarden. Yeah, of course. Uh, Violet Evergarden's film was initially slated to come out January 10th, 2020, and there's since it, but it has since been delayed with no new release date in sight. Indefinitely. Uh, yeah, uh, but they said that the production on the movie is still continuing and that there will be a new... By the end of the year, there will be a new release date announced, but right now they got to focus on the movie, but, like, making the movie. Yeah. Uh, the franchise's other side story movie, which is Violet Evergarden Gaiden, uh, or Violet Evergarden Eternity and the Auto Memories Doll, that's the official name of it, uh, did open in theaters this past couple, this, uh, this past week. So if you are, so uh, hopefully Netflix picks that up so uh, y'all, we all can watch it. Cause that's I, I don't see win. why they wouldn't, because they've been picking up more and more anime films, especially for their... Uh, the series that they scoop up, like Seven Deadly Sins and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Especially since they've been picking up the OVAs for Violet too. So it just seems like an inevitability. Yeah, yeah. The movie's apparently like only like ninety minutes long. Um, so it's not too long. They just need uh, time to dub it. Yeah, they just need time to dub it. So uh, our next our next delay is a delay of a film that was announced 
It's like a year ago. We heard nothing, and this is the first piece of news since. Uh, and that's the Yuri on Ice film, which is which is also known as Yuri on Ice. Uh, Ice Adolescence. Yes. Uh, hey, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> fuck you. Everyone here, well, maybe Spencer thinks it's good, but everyone else here really likes it. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Someone kick him. Sorry, I, well, I got it. Mute him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, get yeah, to I'm not sure. All right. Um, uh, the, uh, the official website for Uranice the movie Ice Adolescence, the anime film bait for the Uranice franchise, announced on Friday that the film has been delayed from its 2019 opening date. The franchise production committee plans to post a new opening date when it has been decided. It has not been decided yet. Uh, the announcement noted that the film was delayed to, in order to substantially scale up the content, more than initially planned. Basically, the movie is longer than they initially intended it to be, and now it needs to take longer to make. Uh, which, okay. <laughs> uh, Have they been working uh, on this for over a year at this point? Uh, I suspect, uh, so... Uh, I have a feeling that they initially intended this film to be like what, like ninety, a hundred minutes, like most anime films. But I suspect, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. get ready for like a two and a half hour film, boys. I think that of nothing but to- ice skating. Let's go. Uh, because apparently half the fi- because apparently the film is ha- like half sequel, half prequel, and it like uh... is it, half sequel, half prequel because it's, it's going to explore Victor's backstory um, while also exploring what happens after the show. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like a double. It's like a double. Ha- it's like a double thing. It's a double uh, feature. It's a, It's like it's a. I, I, wow. Like, I like, it's a. Uh, so that's ha- so that's happening. There's no release date. I just I did not think this was coming out in 2019. Anyways, no. because it got, especially since we went so long without hearing anything about yeah, it. It was supposed to. Co- it was supposed to come out like around like the fall season, like ish. Uh-huh. They hinted like November of this year initially, but like we heard nothing. And I was like, this is probably not coming out this year. It's probably going to get delayed. And yeah, it's going to get delayed. I suspect this is probably coming out like in the summer of 2020 or some shit, probably around the same time as the free film more than likely. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Probably yeah. around there. Uh, more than like, that's my guess. I don't, I don't know. That's my guess. I don't know when it'll hit. Uh, all we know is that are the, However, the director and writer of the show, which is Saya Yamamoto, is coming back to do it. So I think that's cool. Good. That, that's damn for, and good because she's great. Yes. Uh, she's uh, she, she's she's fucking great. Uh, she's uh, she also did fucking um, she also did Lupin the Third, the woman called Fujioko Mine, which is the um, Fujioko Mine, which is the only, um, which is the only uh, uh, Lupin the Third thing I've seen stuff from, and it's real good. So. Uh, so so yeah, uh, and I think that's and that's literally it for news. Uh, we have nothing yeah, else. That's a, uh, news damn. is pretty dead, uh, which means we can move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is the twenty. Uh, what, I want to say twenty oh seven. No, twenty oh seven, two thousand seven anime Tengen Tapa Guran Lagan, uh, which is directed by Hiroyuki Amashi and written by Kazuki uh, Nakashima. Uh, it was from, it came from Studio Gainax and aired from April first, two thousand seven, to September thirtieth, two thousand seven, and aired for twenty seven and aired for twenty seven episodes, and is currently licensed by Aniplex of America. And you can watch it on Crunchyroll. You can watch sub uh, on Crunchyroll, sub and dub on Netflix because it's still up on is, Netflix. Roll, roll, yeah, fight the power, bitch. Sub, yeah, sub on 
uh, uh, sub on Crunchyroll, sub and dub on Netflix, or because it's any place, you can buy the overly expensive box sets. You can buy their uh, $250 box set. Jesus uh, Watch it on Netflix. Uh, you can buy the box set, uh, which contains half the show for $10,000. Yes. Uh, pretty Ooh, much. That's uh, a good deal. Or you could, buy the, you, could, you could only buy the first episode for 800 Yes. Uh, fucking... Uh, Gurren, deal, yeah, Gurren Lagann takes place in a, in a uh, post-apocalyptic world where, hum, where humanity lives in isolated subterranean villages underground. And and one and two friends, Simone and Kamina, one day find a mysterious a drill-shaped key in the, while they're digging tunnels in order to expand their uh, expand their homes. And they and this no, which then. Uh, is promptly followed by a massive mech f- crashing through the crashing through the building along with a girl named Yoko. They quickly find out that there is actually life above the surface, which they did not know about previously. And they and, and they are able to use the the drill safe key that they got in order to pilot a mysterious uh, a mysterious mech that they found, also known as a gunman, which puts them into conflict. No, which puts them into conflict with the Spiral King, known as Lord Genome, and that's all we're gonna say because the show goes off the rails from there. And uh, it goes uh, off the rails from like minute one. Let's be it fair. It goes off the yeah. Dude, so, after the first second, it just starts going fucking crazy. Dude, the, the dude, the first the, it's so off the rails. The first scene of the show has nothing to do with the rest of the show, and it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. a, and it's a scene that leads into nothing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, because uh, apparently they changed the ending during production, and that's why the uh, episode started like that. Um, but uh, let's talk about Gurren Lagann. Josh, what do you think of Gurren Lagann? This show fucking slaps, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. This is like one of the, the quintessential shows you have to watch. Like, if you want to experience Gainax, either watch this or watch Evangelion. Yeah. And yeah you'll, what, you'll know, all, you'll know what Gainax is, man. Yeah, Gainax in there. This was also this was their last work done yeah. before. Yeah. If I'm correct, this is their last work done before they merged into Studio Trigger. Uh, what? No, I know they did Panty and Stalking before. Uh, no, that was done. was Panty and Stalking. Yeah, it was, that yeah, was before Trigger. Was, was, okay, I thought it was Trigger. No, no. Okay, Panty and Stalking was their uh, Panty and Stalking was their last major work before the most of the people left. Uh, for which uh, also was like uh, another show. If you want to like understand Gainax, watch Panion's. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Gainax is still technically around. Gainax is still around, uh, but they don't really do much anymore. No, uh, but no, fucking Gurren Logan is amazing, and you should watch it right uh-huh. now. Yeah, I watch it on Netflix. <laughs> That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. Yeah, that's all you have to say. Spencer, what do you think of Gurren Lagann? So, Gurren Lagann, I originally watched fucking grade 11, I want to say. And, like, this show fucking absolutely rules, dude. Um... So, yeah, I finished Gurren Login December 21st, 2014. So five years ago, I finished this. 
and I will never forget the feeling of this insane, stylish, gorgeous-looking mech show that when Matt first explains some stuff to me that happens at the very end of the show, he's like, oh, this happens, and I'm like, you're fucking... Matthew, I know we've been friends for a while now, but you can't be lying to me like this. And, uh, well, he wasn't lying to me. This show is radical, and it's so radical that I didn't have to rewatch it because I still remember everything that happens in this show five years later. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, is that all? Good show. Mm-hmm. Good show. All right, Shane. <sighs> I'm the one who picked this because I fucking love this show. Still, even after all the changes I made to it, still remains in my top ten. Because if you want a show that is like the pinnacle of wacky, crazy mecha bullshit, while also being surprisingly subtle and nuanced in its themes and characters, watch this show. It's fucking incredible from start to finish. I don't care what anyone says about the fucking post-time skip shit. Y'all are fucking idiots. Hot take, the post-time skip stuff is better than the pre-time skip stuff. Yeah, it is. So fuck all of you who say otherwise. But yeah, the show's incredible. And yeah. the one thing that sticks out to me is not the the crazy bullshit action or how it's the most quotable anime I've ever seen in my goddamn life. It's mm. how nuanced it can be. Like, for as loud and bombastic as the show is, it can be surprisingly quiet. Like, it has a lot to say about, you know, coming of age, growing up into your own person, family, things like that. And that's what really got me about the show, because I went in knowing nothing about it other than it was crazy, wacky bullshit. And I got a surprisingly thematically rich show on top of that. So it's just like, hey, cherry on top of the fucking cake, dude. It's fucking great. I love it. Yeah, it is fucking great. Uh, uh, this, uh, this fucking show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, this is, uh, this is exactly the kind of thing, like, it, Gynax, uh, Gynax, is a mad are a mad lads because for two decades they made two sh- the 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 fucking they made the best mecha of the decade two decades in a row and first with Ava in the nineties but then Gurren in the fucking two thousands uh fucking easily easily one of the best mecha I've ever seen just in terms of sheer just in terms of its uh, of its style its its animation quality. It's music. It's a character writing. It's absolutely bonkers finale, like absolutely nuts. And it's no, and it's and it's con- oh, and it's consistent dedicate and it's consistent dedication to just being the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in your life. You like you think that it it, it won't stop getting so fucking hype. But it just keeps going, and you and you're like, "There's no way that they're gonna top themselves." Like we joke that some shows should go to space, 
like in terms of just how ridiculous they're getting. Kieran Logan yeah. said, "Oh yeah, we're going to space, and like, we're just keep we're going, going to space, and we're going to fuse all the gunmen together into one super massive gunman, and we're gonna throw galaxies like fucking frisbees." Frisbees, yeah. and that's the and that's the tip of the iceberg. I know what happens at the end of this. This is a ridiculous. This is a thrill ride. Every episode of this show uh, is pretty much. It, it, there's no wasted episode in this. It, it's every. No. It, it, it's pretty much all relevant shit, and mm-hmm. it's all. And it's so. And it's fucking. It's tight. And it's tightly, tightly written. And it looks great. I just. I just love it. So let's talk about those episodes and. Talk about our favorite episode of the show, which is really much down to two episodes, but it's a hard choice because we got some some arguments on whether or not which one is better. So we're going to start off with Spencer. Spencer, which one do you think is the best episode of Gurren Lagann? The answer is that it's none of the ones that you're thinking. Wow. Bitch. Wow. Episode 25, I... Thanks. Otherwise known as centered episode. Basically, they're in the 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 ant like oh like the ocean of something, the ocean of spheres, and they're stuck and they can't get through it, and they're starting to panic. And then Keton, who shows up in the first half as like a rival to come, is like. I know what I have to do. And they're like, and then Yoko and him share a kiss, which is literally the kiss of death in this show. Uh, so I'm like, okay, great. So he's going to die because everyone that she kisses ends up ki- di- ki- dying in the coolest possible way. Um, so then he goes out there and he just is like, is like, Goes in his in in the Gurren, and then rockets himself towards the core of the the ocean of dreams, or it's called. And then it's like, and then gravity starts to get more and more like dense. So the big Gurren starts to crush, and then it like it becomes nothing, and then out pops the the top, his original Gurren, and he's. He has the spear, and he does a Keton Giga Drill Breaker onto the shield. And as he's dying, he goes, I'm not going to say something showy like later, buddy. And then he just passes away, and it cuts to the the, the team on the Diker and on the Super Galaxy Diker. And, and they're like, what? I mean, we did it, but... Why do we, you know, this fight with the anti-spirals is causing so many unnecessary deaths in the group. And now we just lost Keton, who was the the temporary leader of Team Tiger N. And Yoko is absolutely crushed. And Simo is crushed. Not literally, both of them are literally crushed. Uh, and... Then that leads us to episode 26, episode where it, it's absolutely bonkers, and then episode 27, where it's even more insane. So Keton's sacrifice 
did not make me as physically angry as Kamina's, so that's why I gave it to Kitan, because he's a good character. Well, Kamina also didn't sacrifice himself. He just fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a fucking G, though. So, yeah. Definitely yeah, not I, what any of us were expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what's your favorite episode? Seeing as how he didn't pipe up during that, I assume it's not the same one. Speaking of calming the dying, it's episode eight. The actual best episode is episode eight. This this shit threw me for a fucking loop. I think it threw all of us for a loop. Let's be honest. The first yeah. time I watched Girl and Login, I was like, yo, Kamina, he's a fucking, he's a real G man. He's a he's a capital G gamer. <laughs> but jokes on you, on episode eight, he gets the shit beat out of him and he dies. And I was like, I'm just sitting there like, what? Ka this isn't this isn't supposed to happen. He's a main character. Main characters don't die. I was like, this stop it. This is he never was the main character. He dies in like the most calming way. Later, buddy. Later, buddy. Just goes out saying later, buddy, and just dies. Like, like a real a fucking, bro Just would. dies with a fucking giant grin on his face, just sitting there. See, my brother Simone is going to fucking carry the spirit throughout all the generations. He's going to be the real G now. And he goes out peacefully, happily. It's a really nice shot, too. I mean, it's also a huge, giant spoilerific reference to another show yeah yep. it's a, which we will not mention here just in case y'all people haven't case. seen it yeah uh uh but uh it's absolutely one of the best episodes of the show mm -hmm. unfortunately however matt <laughs> there is one episode that beats it for me and i'm sorry i have to give it to the finale the lights in the sky are stars i 100 uh, percent agree it's the finale Listen, i will say it's a fucking awesome episode. Okay, the, oh. this finale is like a brotherhood level ending. It's like it wraps everything up perfectly into a nice tight little bow, and it is a immensely satisfying from a character perspective, thematic perspective, writing, directing, everything. It's the perfect way to end this fucking show. It's also just really fucking bonkers. Yeah, this is the episode that I was talking about where they're throwing fucking gal entire galaxies like it's fucking Ultimate Frisbee to beat the anti-spiral. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking, uh, th this is a fucking, uh, this is just a fucking great episode. Just, uh, Simone and Nia get reunited, but then uh, ripped apart again out of the, in the most tragic fucking way. Uh... Fucking the, the 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 fight against the anti spiles is incredible. Uh, God, the colors in this episode. Yeah, god. color design sh fucking shits itself in the best way possible. Oh my god, the colors in this episode. Uh, the fact that it ends with the with the massive like to see like Simone like in the future, still like traveling around. He becomes like a wanderer, like a wanderer. Yeah, and I, I, I'm like that's the only way I could have seen Simone's story ending. To yeah, be that's honest. that that was the only fate that could have. Be befall on him. Yeah, it's like uh, don't forget about the end. Don't don't forget about the wedding between Simone and Nia, where she unfortunately dies immediately after they get married, which we all saw. Yeah, coming. like it was it was yeah. bound to happen. Uh, but it's it, it it it's such an emotional gut punch right at the fucking end, mm -hmm. and then just see how this is seen perfectly encapsulates how much Simone has grown, because if he was still a, a tiny little shit boy. 
Uh, he would have had a fit, but he's matured and grown to the point where he he accepted this going into the wedding. He knew this was going to happen, but he wanted to go through with it anyway. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, Simone, you're the G that Kamina wanted you to be. <laughs> Kamina is happy what you've grown up to become. Kamina's spirit lives on in that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kamina is the G. Uh, and he's great. Uh, fucking, fucking, just that the finale is just absolute perfection. Kamina, Kamina is a G in the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. He, Speaking of characters, what's your favorite character in the show? Uh, oh, what do it, you fucking what think? What do you fucking think? Fucking Kamina? Fucking Kamina. My that's not thrill- my it's not my choice, actually. He's I know, me neither. I know we, your, your choice We all know that. what yours twos is, well, but our drill is it. the one that pierces the heavens! My drill is the drill that will pierce the heavens, goddammit. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Just who the hell do you think <laughs> we are? Here's the problem, though. Viral. Okay, Here's shut up. Here's the problem, though. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. Let them talk, let them talk about... Like, yeah, take your goddamn turn, son. Shut the fuck up. Eat your peas. Okay. Okay, go watch your camp. Let me and my my father talk about this let goddamn... Talk about, let them talk about Kamina. Let them talk about Kamina for a little bit. All right. Okay, Shane. Dude. Kamina. Kamina. Biggest G that ever fucking traveled the cosmos, all right? I'm Kamina. going to... You talk for a minute. I'm going to read something. Yeah, okay. Kamina is the glue that holds the show together initially. Like, he is very clearly the best character. He has the best personality. He has the best writing. He he is the emotional glue that holds the team Gurren together. Especially uh, once they start going out onto the surface, fighting the Beastmen. Like, he is what holds that group together. If it wasn't for Kamina, they would fall apart which almost happens when he tragically fucking dies and yes we already talked about episode eight episode eight is one of the biggest curveballs i've ever seen in anime no one expects the supposed main character to die by the end of the first act of the story and yet here this team had the balls to kill off the best character in the first eight episodes and everyone cried if you didn't cry you don't have a fucking soul kamina is amazing He's the most quotable character of all time. My drill is the drill that pierces the heavens. Who the hell do you think I am, motherfucker? I added the motherfucker. He doesn't actually say that because it's a family-friendly show. It's not. Mm-hmm. But, but Kamina is great. I love him. And also, the impact he has on this world after his death is profound. Everyone feels it. Like It literally shakes this world when this man passes away. And his spirit gets passed on to Simone, and Simone becomes the new leader. Yet, Simone embraces his own self while also carrying the spirit of his dead brother. And just the impact he has on everyone and everything going into the final fight with the Anti-Sparrows. And even that scene near the end, I think it's episode 26... When Simone sees communist spirit and they have that chat and he's like, oh, you, you've grown taller. It's like it's 26. Yeah. Oh, my heart. I love this man to death. And he's easily even after dying so early on, still the best character in the show. He leaves such a resounding impact that I can't pick anyone else. Spencer. April 11th, 2014 at 8.16 <laughs> p.m. God damn it. And I quote. 
first off, how about a big fuck you to the above-mentioned names, one of them being the host of this podcast, the world's biggest deep stand himself, Matthew. You'll love You'll especially love episode eight, they all said. Bullshit. After seven goddamn episodes of nothing and fucking eight, you decided it'll be a good idea to do what you did? Eight? Slams hand on desk. Thanks to you, jackasses, I'm tearing up because all of a sudden the show decides to get deep? Well, fuck that shit. I don't even want to continue with the anime. It's over. They killed the character tied for the best on the eighth goddamn episode? But Spencer, aren't you overreacting, I hear you say? No. I challenge you to watch the English dub of Gurren Logan and get to episode eight and not feel sad. It's horrible. I feel super sad for Simone. I feel for him. Not to mention all he's been through. I mean, what this anime did was take my heart and crush it. This episode was a teenage girl seeing me up at prom. Just sad and depressing as all hell. Uh... <laughs> Five years ago, uh, I wrote that um, Facebook status uh, because I had got to episode eight and calling his death. And um, yeah, that, that, that still stands. A hearty fuck you to you, Matt. Uh, five years later, I still remember that feeling deep inside of my heart. It's like As mommy all over again. It's, it's like mommy. You do, you Matthew. You <laughs> fucking do this to me all the time. I, I okay. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's funny. That's it, what, it's that's very what it funny. <laughs> it's extremely funny. But it's I do it because if I say anything, it's spoiler. I can't, I can't. And it would it would totally uh, yeah it would totally ruin the moment. But no um. Kamina is a big brother to, to Simon. He's a big brother, but he's also like an idol, like a, a hero to him. I mean, after all, here's this super cool guy. He wears awesome sunglasses. And a he has a cape. cape. And he's like, yo, buddy, you he's and me, a- we're, we're, we're best boys. We're brothers. He's got a big so, ass sword. He's got yeah, fucking the, katana. He's got yeah, a big the, ass sword, man. And in the sub, he's and apparently I just learned in the sub, he's voiced by Diavolo. So is that? Is he really? Oh, in the sub, he's voiced by Diavolo. Uh, Diavolo. Diavolo. Maybe he King wouldn't Crimson. have died. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have died if he had King Crimson. Lamau. <laughs> uh, all but, right, let's. Talk. Yeah, the character's great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you, you two, know? you have the floor yes. to talk you about why you th- you have the ta- the floor to talk about why you think Viral is the best character. Viral's okay, great. Um, I love Viral. Oh my um, god, he's an amazing character who is the perfect companion to Simone. Because when we first get introduced to Viral, he's just this run of the mill baddie, but then he keeps on coming back, and he sees Kamina as a worthy adversary. Until one day, Viral realizes he's dead, bitch. <laughs> that bitch dead. And what does he do? He looks into Simon. <laughs> Simon, Simon. He looks right into Simon Belmont. Simon Belmont. He goes, and he's like, he's got the vampire killer. Uh, run. <laughs> he looks into Simone, and he sees calming the spirit within him. He's just Viral's just an amazing character who has a lot of growth as a character and becomes a great. He starts off as 
I guess not really an anti-hero, but he, he he grows to become a great hero and the pilot of Daigoron with Timon. There's a yeah. Vero's got a lot of depth. He's got my favorite like character arc in the show. I think he's easily one of the more fascinating characters because it, in your way he's the he's the he's the character who humanizes the beastmen because before mm-hmm. shows up the beastmen are just kind of like these mindless monsters who don't really have any sort of humanity but then we meet Vero who is a shark man uh cuz he's got pointy teeth and we realize that the beastmen are pretty much just people who you know, are just people and that they're just they're just on a separate side of a conflict and yep. Vero is just a he's just a great character and mm-hmm. he uh, he's a great character his when he 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 becomes Simone's co-pilot like which I think is amazing I think yep. that's ab- I think that's actually like a great fucking full circle thing for him that he goes from being the rival of Kamina to Simone's fucking co-pilot I think that's great yeah. I think that's absolutely where like the right decision in terms of where his character arc needed to go. I love how I I and I, I um I also no, I, I want to mention I love his dream. Oh yeah, because when all the characters get his dream, he just wants a family and kids. Oh, he just wants a family, dude, and he gets spiral energy at the end after being exposed to it. So maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Who? And since he's a beast man, beast man, he actually lives for it because they're immortal. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. He's so just, he's such an amazing character. My question though is, hi. <laughs> my question though is, at the very end, after post post time skip, like fifty years in the future, when Simon's off being a wanderer, where the fuck does Viral go? Uh, yeah, he has a family. Maybe he becomes, uh, he becomes a family man. He becomes the captain of the Super Galaxy Daigoran, an emissary for Earth. And from what I understand, according to the, if the creators are right, Viral's the one telling the story of Simon. Huh. Uh, so, so yeah, that's so. So basically, Viral is the most important character in Gurren, technically. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I agree, he uh, is one of the best, but I still prefer Kamina. Yeah, I love Viral. Let's talk about worse though, because there's some <laughs> bitch ass. There's some bitch ass peeps in fucking Gurren. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over here saying I had two picks going in. Mm-hmm. One of them was kind of iffy. And one of them was the obvious choice. My first choice, which isn't my final choice, was going to be Rossiu. Oh, yeah. Mainly Rossiu. just because of the shit that he pulls post-time skip is very shady. Yeah. And questionable at best. But he redeems but then, himself, so I can't, I can't pick but him. But then, listen, but Simon comes in the clutch and says, let me see you grit those teeth. Yeah, he, he, he redeems himself, so I can't pick him. So the obvious choice is the one I'm picking, which I assume most of us are picking, is the anti-spiral. Cause fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's yeah my fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck this bitch. I'm sorry, fucking. Uh, I, you know you have a great villain is because when you first meet him, you're just like, oh, you a bitch. Oh, like, this just, fucking mm-hmm. guy. Uh, like right the fuck away. Um. Uh, this is a the, this, basically the anti spiral is literally just fucking energy. This uh, hive in, like, mind motherfucker. This hive mind motherfucker. He's an omnipresent being who is in every dimension at once. Uh, yeah, that's not fucking, bullshit. Uh, fucking, but they but they literally defeat him with the power of friendship. Of like, friendship and love will always Soul save leader? the leader. Soul leader, is that you? 
It's the only time I, I can accept that, by the way. Dude, the, it's because it's so- Because spiral energy is literally the like power of spirit, The power of friendship. <laughs> so I'm like, the you know what? Believing. Okay, that's cool. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'd fucking, buy that for a dollar. That for a dollar. But yeah, uh, fuck but the anti-spiral. Fuck mm-hmm. it. The anti-spiral's a bitch. Uh, and uh, if you watch if you watch only the first half, you'd be like, what, what about Lord Genome? Lord Genome's awesome, because he's a head. Yeah, fucking um, Lord Genome is a fucking killer G, and he becomes a fucking mm-hmm. head that turns into a giant drill. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. This, my drill is mm-hmm. the drill that will pierce the heavens, and like, guess what? It's he like, does it, Simone. It's a perfect bait and switch where you think that Lord Genome, the Spiral King, is going to be the main villain, but it turns out he was just having his strings pulled by the fucking anti-spirals. And then Listen, he turns into a boss-ass G. Listen, this show is just all about the bait and switch. Yeah. Remember you think Communist the main character? Lol, he dead. Uh. Remember episode 7 where they ran away from a bathhouse and then the yeah. next episode, Tomina fucking dies? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the episode before, he's just flaunting his fucking dick out in the open and then the next episode he has a tragic death. Can, uh, yeah. 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 Good old Gurren Logan. And Gurren uh, with Gurren Logan. Oh, uh, so, yeah, but yeah, let's talk about that let's talk about that for a second cuz this uh, what other themes do we uh, really like about Gurren Logan? Uh Every, uh, everything. Every, I mean, yeah, yeah but like uh, but Shane, uh, can we talk about the animation for first because for for, for one because whole oh, this show this show looks great. Oh. Uh, this show looks amazing. Uh, this is Gainax com- at its fucking peak. This is mm-hmm. Gainax's peak. You know it's you know it's gonna be like one of those wacky shows when the fucking when the mechs have like mouths the size of their fucking mech the the, the mouths talk. Yeah, and they actually like the mechs talk. And when the uh, character when the characters scream out super manly combining and then their mechs just fucking mash into one another and it yeah. all looks incredible. Smears, speed lines, Sakuga galore. This entire show is Sakuga, except that one episode. episode except episode four, which kinda looks like ass. But aside from yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, this show is consistent this this show looks consistently great. Uh and it's uh, it's absolutely it is absolutely like one of the best fucking looking shows Gainax ever did. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly mm-hmm. actually the best looking, uh, to be honest. It's it it, it it's it looks stellar. It it still holds up today. The, the 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 color design, the character design, it all it's all wonderfully stylish and out there. And uh, honestly, this is one of those shows where the animation just keeps getting better as the show progresses. Mm-hmm. Like by the end. When they're out in space throwing fucking galaxy discs at each other, it's fucking incredible. And I don't, I mean, it's Gainax, so that explains yeah. it. Yeah, it's, Gai, it's, Gaina, it's Gainax, and just like every other show, uh, they 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 went over budget with this. Yeah, uh, of course they like, did. Like, <laughs> you can see very clearly on screen. Yeah, apparently the final episode was finished like an hour before it came to air. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 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 That should tell you everything you need to know about uh, fucking Gynax and their uh, production and their production schedules. Uh, Sounds but like Gynax in a nutshell. Uh, and it's absolutely, but it's absolutely worth it. Like it looks so good. It looks great. Uh, fucking 
Fucking the score is excellent too. The OP is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, both EDs are excellent. Yes. Can I talk about the eye catches? Yes. You can talk, talk about, about the, the eye catches, catches, Spencer. These are some of the greatest eye catches in anime history. Holy shit. They are fucking beautiful. If you have never seen the eye catches from Good and Ladon, then do yourself a favor. I think it's like a two minute video on YouTube where it just shows all of them. Uh, I think they're actually they're all of them are different. I, I'm not 100 sure though. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single one is they're different. all different. They're all different art from the show. So so that's 54 different still images for you to look at, and all of them have for the first half you have the phrase "row row fight the power," and then comes back row row fight the power. And then in the second half, they cut the, the lyrics and just have the beat to it. And, oh my god, heavy contrast, thick, thick, thick dark lines. It's very angular. It's not very smooth. The colors are very sharp. And I, uh, apparently they were actually, there's no one artist they were all made by the staff members um mm-hmm. it's a meme now you can see a whole bunch of parodies of them like persona and Kogios and all that stuff uh but they are absolutely gorgeous and shout out to them because those eye catches are absolutely beautiful Whew. Yeah, the fucking eye cat. The eye catches are excellent. Uh, Josh, anything in particular you want to mention? The show's awesome. You should watch it. Yeah, pretty much okay. it. Yeah. Gene, is that is it? You, you you don't have anything else? I mean, the stuff I want to talk about is the more thematic stuff. The what? The more thematic stuff. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. Because, like, like I said at the beginning of the discussion, for how overly bombastic and loud and absurd the show is it can also be surprisingly quiet profound subtle Mm -hmm. in a lot of its delivery because it's 50 50 between the balls to walls action and really deep introspective character work like especially with simone i think he's the perfect example of how gurn lagan handles its characters because Mm -hmm. simone uh, in the first act, he's just, he's basically just in communist shadow. Like, he's just doing whatever he tells him. He's along for the ride. And then once Kamina dies, who is his idol, his hero, just passes away. He has no idea what to do with himself. Like, he loses all self-confidence. He thinks that he's worthless. If only he could have been stronger to save his brother. And he... <laughs> for some reason, Gurren Lagan is one of those shows that has really great uh portrayal of depression surprisingly mm-hmm. because that man it makes sense it, it makes sense i feel like because this is gynax also did ava and and it's and i'm pretty sure that's a lot of the people who worked on ava uh, ava uh, like a lot of people who worked on this also worked on ava and probably saw firsthand what it, what it happened what would happen with Anno, and so I think that more that so it's def you can definitely see there's actually a lot of Ava influence on Gurren in terms of how it 
portrays its characters and writes them. It's very clear, uh, which I think is less due to the fact, oh, it's Ava, no, than the fact that it's just Guy Guy This is just how Guy Next writes its characters, mm-hmm. and I and I think the, the the thematic stuff. I think the reason why the thematic stuff works is because like you you go you spend so much time develop like like putting like Kamina and Simone and Yoko in like likable positions. So when the shit does go down, I think people seem to forget that like after Kamina's gift, death, the, the show kind of like su- shuts down and slows down for like three episodes. Just afterwards. like Simone does. Yeah. And it, and it just did like this barely any not action. Just, it's very slow. Not just that. Also, I feel like the coloring changes to a much more grayed out. Very yeah. The, the, the color scheme becomes a tone. lot more yeah. muted to mm-hmm. reflect Simone's mental state. And that's not really just smart. Simone, not just Simone though. Well, Look everyone. Yeah. Like yeah, Yoko yeah. just tries her best to act all happy, but deep down she's just fucking destroyed that. And sea, or mm-hmm. is gone. And Keaton mm-hmm. is just she, angry. And she, Yoko's also just hurting because she sees how bad it's affected Key or Simone. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's, they do a really good job at just portraying the yeah. loss. Y- I love by the end of the I, I love by the end of the show how like the color palette has changed to like a like a more like realistic color palette. As not like by the end of the show, it's like a mix of the more grayed out stuff, but the more like ridiculous stuff in the beginning because it shows. Mm-hmm. It shows like a balance between Simone's like more serious side and his like inner child, pretty mm-hmm. much. It's great. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, yes, yeah, uh, I want to talk about one more thing, and that's the dub. Uh, oh my dub! Oh, <laughs> one of yeah. the best dubs. It's funny that this is actually one of the best dubs, and it almost wasn't the dub, like, at all. Yeah. Because uh, Gurren Lagann is one of the few, was one of the shows that was part of, that, that was, that Bandai, Bandai initially picked it up, but that was right before they stopped doing anime production, and Gurren Lagann was so close to being dub, finished dubbing, that it was almost released with that du- with the with a different dub cast, but because Bandai went out of business like r- like right before it was about to release, the dub never released. It got to the the dub was so close to being done that they had like te- they would even like they would they were showing it at cons. They had announced the cast and everything. Like they like there's this old go look online. There's old reviews and footage of the dub on YouTube on like Google and mm-hmm. shit and. Uh, and and it's funny because I people call like the Gurren, the original Gurren Lagann dub the best dub that never happened, which I don't know. Which I don't know if it, that's a compliment to just how like a disservice to this dub or a compliment to how good the dub we actually ended up getting was because the dub we ended up getting is easily one of the best dubs I've ever seen. Like oh, it's yeah. absolutely Easy. spectacular. The entire cast is perfection. Uh, fucking, fucking! I still think Kyle Hubert is like was the absolute best choice for Kamina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, like initially you hear Kyle Hubert as Kamina, and you're like, okay, that's a weird choice. But then you see like what they actually like, who they actually like, uh, how he performed it, and it and it's absolutely spectacular. Like he does an absolute fantastic job. Yeah, this is one and, of those. I actually talked about this on Twitter recently. This is one of the those shows that I can't watch subbed. I have to watch dub. Mm-hmm. Gurren is one of them. Yeah. 
Uh, it's absolutely great. Uh, absolutely great. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, let's, fucking let's, did you guys know that Brett Weaver was supposed to be the, was the original voice of Kamina uh, in yeah. the old, in the ADD dub, in the initial one? Did you know he that is, uh, what? Vic Mignogna was supposed to be Viral? Yeah, Vic Mignano was supposed to be Vero, but he got, but then after that set up, he got uh, Sam Regal picked it up. Fucking um, Josh Grayley was supposed to be Simon. Oh, um, that I can actually, that I can actually see. I can definitely, that I can see been that. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 the one that breaks my heart, we almost got Tiffany Grant as, as yeah. Yoko. That's mm-hmm. one that breaks my heart. Like that, like that, that that would have been perfection. But we got Michelle Ruff, and she does. A I great mean, Michelle job. Ruff does a fantastic job. So yeah, but uh, I just want. Uh, Lucy Christian was almost Nia. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> what got yeah. me was uh, Leron is Blum. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Le- oh, yeah. Leron's voiced by Steve uh, Steve Blum mm-hmm. in a completely most, unrecognizable performance. Voice, the most flamboyantly gay <laughs> character in the show is voiced yeah. by the most gruff-sounding voice actor. <laughs> the voice of Wolverine in most media. <laughs> the but voice of the voice... <laughs> I said, but let's not forget the greatest character, Buta. Uh, Buta! Oh, yeah, Buta. Voiced by Monica Rial in the ADV dub. Uh, no, he's voiced by Julian, almost voiced by Monica Rial. That's funny. That's funny. Yep. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I would have... I kind of wish we kind of, like, I kind of... I. I I, I, I secretly like. I wonder like what would have happened if we got the original dub. Like I like. It's like one of those like great like anime like fucking what could have beens. But I'm happy with the dub we did get because it's so fucking because mm-hmm. it's fucking it's incredible. So fucking yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, but I think anything anything not great about Gurren Lagann. No, know. I have no. I, 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 <laughs> no. Actually, I actually have it's one perfection. thing. I have one thing. Uh, what's the one thing, Spencer? Um. Some characters are completely worthless after the time skip. Like, I forgot who they were. Worthless. I mean, there were like a bunch of characters that showed up, and I remember I had to be like, um, Matt, who, who is this? What is, why are they, how are they related to this story? Because after the time skip, it's like, okay. I remember you. I remember you. I remember who the fuck are you? But I th- I think I think that also goes with how the show changes thematically after the time skips cuz life moves on and people do too. So mm-hmm. it's not one of those things that bugs me per se because I totally understand what they were going with. And like half of the half of the cast didn't need, need even need to be there to be perfectly honest, after a time skip, because, like, they just move on, they have families, they have, like, real lives now, it's it's fine. But I totally understand where you're coming from. It just felt kind of like they showed up, and it's like, oh, okay, hi. And then it's like, yeah, no, 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 okay, bye. I think that, I, I honestly think that like, when they, got, like, they got families, they don't need to be here. I kind of think that's the point. Because, like, I think that's kind of the point, because the, because they, it's, it's, it's a, the Gurren Logan's time skip is a big time skip for something like that. it's like seven years, and mm-hmm. because of that, they like they move on and they they have their own lives, and then suddenly the anti spiral just show up out of fucking nowhere. 
So like, of course, it's also like, of course, they're going to feel like, like they're not going to want to be there. You want to know because nobody's going to want to deal with that. Sh- it's like, it, it's like, we just like, we got, man, it's like we got done dealing with Lord Janone seven years ago. Why the fuck do we need to deal with this shit? Like, come on, come on. I actually, one second, I have to update my score on Mal because it was lower than what I gave it. In any case, okay. I think we're time for. Speaking of score, I think that's a great segue. Final mm-hmm. score time. So, Josh, what do you give Gurren Lagan? I give Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagan a 10 out of 10. Fair enough. Spencer? I gave I give Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagan a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. All right, a little, uh, all right. All I don't. Right. I. I'm. I'm sorry, whether thematic or not. Some of those characters are. I don't know who they are. And uh, you're dead to me. That's fine. You're not allowed <laughs> to sleep at my house anymore. <laughs> oh. Uh, but uh, uh, Shane, Shane, Shane. What's I'm the kidding. real score? Yeah, the real score is a ten. Like, easy yeah, 10. Yeah, 10 and this is even one of those things when I first watched this two years ago, where I was like, is it a 9 or is it a 10? And then, yeah. you know, sitting on it, thinking about it, like, yeah, it's a fucking 10. And, like, this show is mm-hmm. golden. Mm-hmm. This just show so is know, incredible. Just so you know, it was originally an 8 on my mouth, but I turned put it as a 9. <laughs> Anyone who gives Gurn less than a 9 is, to me, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, in, uh, in what universe? This gives us an average score, Matt, of a 9.75 out of 10. I mean, Matt also oh. didn't give his score yet. I did. I said a 10. Oh, I he didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, also, we... I highly doubt that he was going to give it a 9. <laughs> you uh, never know. I, I never know what Matt's going to do at this point, okay? Uh, uh, did you he hear me? After praising, it, after praising it, I give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> 7 out of 10, you know, a bunch of the characters kind of uh, useless, like, the time skip's not that great. Yeah. This is one of the greatest I, anime the, ever made. Time skip's better Six than the, the, the post-time skip's better than pre-time skip. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it oh, is. That's a hill I will die on. Uh, yeah, mainly because of that finale and the space stuff and the anti-spirals. And- space is pretty this cool. is how you properly go to space, darling. <laughs> uh, in any case... Uh, there will be. Uh, we are not picking a uh, featured anime for the podcast. As next, as next podcast, there will be no featured anime. As next podcast is going to be, if we're going to be doing uh, our picks for the month of Spoop, uh, which is uh, uh, which is a successor to last year's very successful month of Spook. Uh, but uh, but uh, Matt, you may say, what do you mean Spoop? Well, hmm. <laughs> well, you'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll explain next time. Well, we'll explain next time. Uh, I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Deet Stand account. I am no longer the Cat Stand account. I am the Deet Stand. Uh, because the, Matt the, the, only cares about the Dark Crystal now. <laughs> now, I post nothing but Dark Crystal gifts now, and it's funny. And it's and it's it's great. No, it's fucking great. I love the show. Uh, with me, I have my co-host Shane, uh, aka the Beard One. You can find him on Twitter at BGN, 
and and you can also uh, look at him on YouTube at Vita Gaming Network, where he posts Let's Plays, uh, gameplay videos, uh, podcast unboxings, bunch of other good stuff. So go check him out. With the, I also have my co-host Spencer. Uh, you find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two, two e's. e's, two e's, with two e's. Uh, and he and so go go follow him with me. I also have Josh. You can go find him him on Twitter at Weeb Machine Reborn. Uh, he, and he's, where he he's is just a person. Dot MP4. He's just a person. Dot MP. Yeah, just a person. Dot just MP4. a person. Just a person. So I think we're pretty much ready to wrap up here. Oh, uh, we go back to your camp. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining uh, us. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, Josh. Uh, You're welcome. I'll see you guys in another four months. Yeah, and with that, I think we're ready to go. I think we're pretty much. I think uh, we're pretty much ready to wrap up. So we'll see you all next week for the mysterious month of spoop. What could it be? I don't what know. What could it be? Find out next bye week bye. for the pro with the prologue. Yeah, the prologue. see you then, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Go get the go.